Hi, I'm Paul Listick, and welcome to Behind the Curtain. Oh, good luck getting that song out of your head when you hear it, which you will when you go see Come From Away. Welcome, everybody, to Paul Listing Behind the Curtain, my chance to take a look at the great theater going in on our city. And Come From Away, indeed, is returning from February 22nd to March 6th at the Cadillac Palace Theater, bringing back one of my favorite guests and great talents from this show, James Earl Jones II joins me. And James, how you been? You've been with this show a long time, and I'm so glad you are. <laughs> What's up, Paul? Uh, yeah, uh, I've been with the show since the beginning, uh, since we started performing the show October 5th, 2018, and we have uh, started it back up again October 5th um, uh, since March of 2020. Uh, we started back up again and uh, excited just to be back on the road. Yeah, my friend Gene Wygant, you might know Gene. He, of course, has been starring in this in Australia where things were good, but then they got hit with COVID, too. So he had to deal with the shutdown. But I think he's just recently left the show. Do you know Gene? Yeah, I know Gene. We actually both have the the same awesome uh, talent agency, Stuart Talent. So um, he actually sent a uh, a like good luck, break a leg message when the tour, when the tour first uh, started again to me. Ah, perfect. He's so great. Uh, so, look, I, you know, by now I think everybody knows this show. People say, this will be, I don't know, when I go to opening, probably the fifth, sixth time I've seen it. I, keep, I always cry. I'm always, but look, it's about 9-11, and it's about what happened. But tell me about the story of the show. But people, I'm going to say right up front, you, this, is not, this is not like a tragedy. I mean, the event is tragic, but the show is uplifting. Yeah, so um, a lot of times people say, oh, you know, it's a 9-11 story, but we prefer to call it a 9-12 story. Um, because it's actually about, you know, what happened um, on the subsequent days after 9-11. So basically you have, um, you have this awful uh, moment uh, in time, uh, 9-11. And when it happened, the FAA um, routed 38 uh, commercial airliners with uh, 7,000 passengers on it to a tiny town called Gander, Newfoundland in the most northern east tip of North America. And only 9,000 people lived there. So in approximately three hours' time, the town was doubled. And uh, this tiny town got everyone off the plains, gave them food, water, shelter, clothing, ways to communicate with their loved ones wherever they may be, took care of them, for five days, never ask for a thank you, uh, never ask for anything. And to me, it is like it is the ultimate show of goodness and kindness uh, within humanity. And it's like everybody from that area becomes a star because every time I've seen the show, there are always people from that town in the audience, certainly in New York when I've seen it. But I think even here, it's like they find their way to see it because, of course, nobody could look better on the planet than those folks do. <laughs> that That is true. Um, you know, like I had never I had never heard of Newfoundland before I did the show. 
um, didn't know about their flag, didn't know about, you know, the amazing people there. And um, we we frequently will have people in the audience. Um, certainly, we've had the people that we characterize. They have been at various shows in various cities throughout our tour. But, like, we just have Newfoundlanders uh, and Canadians from... Um, from everywhere who have who come to the shows and you can see them like waving the flags in the audience and you can see them with their southwester hats and so um it's just it really is awesome to see um to see how how proud they are uh in in the audience uh supporting such an amazing show and I would ask you who you play, but the thing about this cast is you all play a myriad of characters, and it's it's done flawlessly. <laughs> yeah, so you have you have six men, six women, twelve principal actors um, who are playing approximately seventy different characters, uh, and we all have the the freedom to adjust our voices and our dispositions and our accents uh, and dialects. And so, um, yeah, the, the beautiful part about it is, is that it was done so simply. Chris Ashley, our director, really made it a very simple process where we, we just change our clothes on stage. And even though it might just be a hat, it might just be a shirt, but people, based on what those actors do people always believe that they are different actors even if it's just a one small costume piece they are along for the ride it's just such an incredible thing to watch i don't know if you've seen paradise square yet uh which previewed here and it's going to broadway I did. uh soon I did. oh you did so there's a there's a moment in that show where they do the kind of the hit your leg on the ground thing and so i i, I did a special on it and i said you know you guys got that from come from away because i know that move and that sound and they went no actually we've been around longer than come from away so they might have taken it from us but whatever it is it's just this great moment in both shows which just sort of that leg on the ground thing that pounding that dance thing you know what i'm talking about yeah so interestingly enough like i don't know if come from, i don't know if paradise square has been around long and come from away i'm not willing to argue about it it's all good but i think the combination i think what we both have in common is um it it has an irish it has an irish grounding right like both paradise square like paradise square uh has those moments where they are talking about the irish culture and the Newfoundlanders have, uh, many of them have come from Ireland and Scotland. And, and so there are influences within their music, their culture, and their dance. And so that's why you definitely would see similar things in, in both shows. And I just love it so much that it just struck me. Well, I encourage everybody, if you've seen it once, go see it 10 times like me. Come From Away is going to be at the Cadillac Palace Theater. Opens on February 22nd, playing through March 6th. You get to see James Earl Jones II, who we always like to say it, no, you're not the son of, but you are a cousin <laughs> of Mufasa, yeah. right? You are, <laughs> you yeah, are the yeah. cousin. Yeah. And so I look forward to seeing you again, James. You're just one of my favorite actors in, in this city, and I think you're just so fabulous. And uh, I look forward to seeing you. I'll be, as I said, I'm going to be there opening night, waving right at you. Paul, I appreciate your support. I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me and promoting this show because this show is, in my opinion, vital and necessary with all of the vitriol and hatred that is happening in this world. 
we need a show like this. So I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me and uh, talking about the show. Happy to do it. That's why we're going to go out playing my favorite song, that Earwig song, which is Welcome to the Rock. James Earl Jones II, we'll see you and come from away. Here's a little bit more of Welcome to the Rock. Flushing Queens Till her boyfriend kicked her out In one of those crushing scenes What was she to do? Where was she to go? She was out on her family So over the bridge from Flushing To the Sheffield's door She was there to sell makeup But the father saw more She had style, she had flair She was there That's how she became the nanny Who would have guessed That the girl we described Was just exactly what the doctor prescribed Now the father finds her beguiling One child CC And the kids are actually smiling Uh, And now we talk about this fantastic project that has been going on during the pandemic with the the help of of people and sponsoring it and supporting it. And uh, it's going into new ventures. We're going to talk all about it. Why did I open, by the way, with the theme from The Nanny? No, we're not talking about The Nanny, but we are talking with one of the great stars from that show. And I love that theme so much. And Fran Drescher is uh, an old time friend who I've interviewed. And joining us here, though, is Renee Taylor, who, of course, played Ma in that show. Renee, good to talk to you again. Welcome back to the right, uh, nice Behind the Curtain. Good to see you again. Do you love hearing nice that theme? Or you, you're not tired you. of it, are you? Never, never. Not, I didn't think so. But you're not alone, Renee, because also joining us, the great actor Robert Wool. He's an actor, a comedian. You probably know him because you, as I did, you watched Arliss, and he also uh, played Alexander Knox in Tim Burton's Batman. He was Larry in Bull Durham. Robert, such a familiar face, such a funny guy. Thanks for joining us as well. My pleasure. Hi, Renee. Hi, darling. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. Miss you. <laughs> I miss you. I are you off just... the bottle? <laughs> <laughs> I better step yeah, in yeah, at that yeah, point. Yeah, well, the, the bottle was never my problem. It was always heroin. Oh, oh, I got confused. Well, then let me go to your dealer, uh, David Levin, because, (laughs) David, you are the producer and director. We know you from MTV Uncensored, TV Land Confidential, but uh, you came up with this project, and um, I I know your work because I just said your last name properly, by the way. Uh, Talk about this incredible laughter during lockdown, these vignettes that these stars are with. Well, first of all, hi to, hi to Renee and to, and to Robert, who are amazing. And now I'm going to be, uh, have that flung in my head like an, like an earworm for the rest of the day. <laughs> so thanks for that. Um, yeah, basically we did this thing called Viral Vignettes at the beginning of the pandemic. We were all sort of locked down. Everybody's plans had, had stopped. And I said, well, maybe there's something we can do during this. People were doing concerts from their living rooms over over Skype and FaceTime and a new thing called Zoom. And we're doing talk shows from their basements. And 
hands up in their bathrooms. And I said, well, why not scripted programming? Because everything had stopped. So I called a couple of writer friends. I called a couple of actor friends. I called a couple of director friends. And before you knew it, we were rolling with actors like Don Most and Barry Bostwick and, of course, Robert and Renee, John Schneider, Maxwell Gale. I mean, just a tremendous number of actors. And we turned out about 12 episodes in as many weeks um, at the beginning of the pandemic and all for the Actors Fund. We were raising money. And I have to say, I've watched... Several of the episodes, I support the Actors Fund. And Renee, let me come to you. Your episode, uh, one that I watched, is called Pass the Matzah. Who would know you're Jewish? Who would know I am? And, um, <laughs> and, and what I love about all of these, and Robert, this would include you. Yes, these were done on Zoom. I watched one of Barry's as well, Boswick. They're all done on Zoom. But you know that Zoom, it's like they were made for Zoom. I mean, Renee, you kind of, you played in this piece. I mean, it's sort of like, what's a Zoom? What am I doing? But you, you use the medium so well. Tell folks what Pass the Mots is a little bit about, because you're right. It was a Seder we all missed for a year or two. Yeah, so it was about a, a, a mother that did want didn't think it could happen because the people weren't there in person, so she didn't think it could happen. That's what it was now, about. Is, but it, yeah, now everything this, yeah, could go happen. Ahead, go ahead. You could have weddings and funerals on Zoom. Right, and of course, your character gets to, in the end, I think you were happier on Zoom than you, than you were having everybody over at the house, which was good. Yeah, you know, there end, were couple- I, I want to do it again next year. <laughs> so this may be a this may be a David question because I David I'm sure that Renee noticed that some of the names that came up in her script I don't mean to ruin anything but there's a reference mm-hmm. to Morty there's a reference to Yetta I, I mean anybody who watches the nanny which would be everybody we know those references was that originally in the script were they put in for Renee did Renee say let's do that well it's actually it's pretty funny because the, the, I have a relative named Yetta and when I wrote the script I was like. I wrote it, and then I'm like, then only later did I say, oh, wait a second. <laughs> like, it was literally that way, and it was, it was, it was a, co- a coincidence. I don't think there was anybody, maybe there was Morty, but it, 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 it turned, it's a nice coincidence. That's a fantastic coincidence. And, yeah. and Robert, I watched your piece, you do it with Donnie Most, and uh, who I interviewed when he was traveling around in Middletown and met him here in Chicago. Your piece is called Old Buddies. Uh, are you old buddies, or did this just bring you together to do this piece? Because on the, on the, in the vignette, you guys have known each other for a long time. We are fairly recent old buddies. Uh, about, about, I don't know, was it three years ago? Um, three, uh, Don and I worked together doing a production of the Sunshine Boys in Pinehurst, North Carolina. And we had never worked together. I didn't really know Don at all. And we became friendly, of course, during that. Uh, We had a very nice time. And then he called me, uh, approached me about old buddies. So that's uh, that's the backstory there. By the way, you called him Don, I called him Donnie. Actually, I I don't want to be friends with him. (laughs) (laughs) He probably doesn't drink. Oh, no, definitely. no, 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 Don Drake. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, I called him Donnie, and when I met him here in Chicago, we talked about that, because I guess with as he's grown up, kind of like Ron Howard, he's gone to Don, but he did give me permission to call him Donnie, so that guy kind of stuck yeah. with that. 
over <laughs> over time. Yeah, he's, David, cool. The, the, he's pretty cool. But he's pretty cool about that. You know, it's like yeah, it's well, like he, Bobby Knight became Bob Knight. Yeah, exactly. Except he didn't. Um, <laughs> David, the, 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 you you know you read off the list. Uh, Barry Boswick was to join us. He he ended up having a conflict, and I'm sorry about that. But what a great pool of talent here! I mean, I'm just thinking. You you called everybody, and they said, "Sure, I'm going to do this." It, but it really is the actors fund, right? Because nobody took a hit. I shouldn't say that's not a fair thing to say. But but a lot of professions didn't take the hit that the actors did, and those people involved in theater because they were the first to go, the last to come back, and for many of them had second jobs. It was usually as a waiter or, or server, and they lost those jobs too you know the actors fund is not just about the actors that's one thing that that we realized the actors fund was about everybody who works in the entertainment business uh not just people in the theater but people in movies and people in television and people behind the scenes it's called the actors fund but it really helps a lot of people and at one point we actually did a marathon where we ran all of these and almost like a telethon on youtube and we all talked about our experiences with the Actors Fund, which is which is probably one of the better charities because all the money gets used and distributed to the people who actually need it. Uh, yes, and when I, I was a young actress. When I was a young actress, the Actors Fund gave me money to get shoes because in those days, the way you got a job was you had to make the rounds, and uh, so I needed shoes, and I went to the Actors Fund and got it. That was so exciting for me. Wow, that, I, that's that's if, great, if Robert. I, have if you if ever... I could jump in here for, could, if I could jump in here for just a second about the uh, the theatrical industry, um, as Senor Levin just uh, uh, pointed out, actors probably, you know, you know, there's we got actors got hit for sure, but basically, you know. But the they crippled an industry. When I say industry, especially the theatrical industry, uh, in the sense that you're talking about everybody who works in a theater, as far from the ticket takers to the ushers to the people mm-hmm. who print playbills to the costume designers to the laundry people to the set designers to the electricians to the publicists. An entire yeah. industry was wiped out. So the actors yep. are up front, so they're the face of it. But they actually, you know, probably did better than the rest of the industry. You make a great point. And, and people like me who work in television, we got to do our thing because we were able, and I am in the news world, so we took our cameras home and we all zoomed. Yep. Well, actually, not even Zoom. We all, in our case, it's called the Giro, but we have a, a cameras that allowed us to go on the air. We could function. But that was my point. And if I, I, if I did emphasize actors, I didn't really mean to because you're right. Stagehands and makeup, but just everybody, and I know so many people in that industry, all took it. And so this is such a beautiful thing that you guys did. But David, let me ask you. So you yep. did a, a Seed and Spark crowdfunding thing, which was wonderful. You exceeded your goals, I noticed, because I was going to contribute. Oh, they've mm-hmm. exceeded their goals. But here we are now, and we're in February. Tell us now, what is the existence of these vignettes? Because the plan was there would be vignettes. There, We'd put them together as a movie. What are we going to see here in February and, and March? Okay, so what's going on now is I'm taking all the, the, the contributions that we got from Seed and Spark, which was amazing, and the people were so generous. And the next step actually takes money getting it out there, getting into film festivals. You know, we did the whole thing really inexpensively. I mean, the budget was zero. Um, I didn't even have to pay for for craft services and coffee for the actors. They had to do it themselves because they were all at home. But but now we're putting, we want to get some exposure for this. We want more people to see it. We would love to get somebody to put it on the air. 
I would love to monetize it so we can pay the actors for the work that they did. I would love to possibly do more of them. Uh, by the way, Renee, the good thing here is you didn't even need shoes to do this piece. So you, that, that was an unnecessary need for no, this particular project. But uh, the house dress that I got from Walmart cost a fortune. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. By the way, Renee, why I have you, I, I came across, this is another project that you've just done, and it is available on Amazon Prime, and you. I only know Amazon, but there's YouTube and different things, but you did a movie called Tango Shalom, uh, also tied to, to <laughs> a Jewish background, and I found that the director of that movie was a very interesting name. Gabriel, my son. And luckily, exactly. I You're- was available. <laughs> but did he pay you? Wait a minute. No, I'm not. I'm not just, but of course, his your son with with Joseph Bologna and uh, and was that how was this the first time you worked with him? I mean, I'm I'm trying to imagine getting directed by your own kid. I'm thinking maybe you actually directed it and told him what to do. No, no, no. He was the boss. You know, he would say, "Ma, cry more." He would direct me <laughs> like that. He said, "Remember when you told me my cat was lost? Cry like that, Ma." <laughs> ah, the personal touch. It's got a great cat. Lainey Kazan is in it. I mean, it's a great show. I'm gonna, my plan is to watch it this weekend, so I just tango shalom. I wanted to, David, I apologize, but I wanted oh, to just get that in. Thank you. Uh, no, no, no. You you're going to have, a, the, have uh, a lot of fun, it's on, the, it's on the Academy Award, um, you know, site to vote for it. I just ah. voted for it. Okay, I'm in the I process of watching all of those. Yeah, and and Robert, you and I can do maybe the odd couple. We'll do a vignette for David, and we'll do an odd couple piece. <laughs> well, they they do original plays. They don't do um, uh, uh, plays that were already done. These were all, right, all the- original pieces uh, that were done by a, a bunch of writers. Um, Fred Stroppel was our was our story editor. We had Kurt Freed was a newcomer, had never written anything for TV before, and William Bickley is a. Um, is a long time. He wrote for Happy Days, Partridge Family, Step by Step, Family Matters, you name it. This guy is a veteran who, who donated his time. And a fellow named Stephen Van Patten, who's known mostly for horror and uh, took a turn at comedy. So I would have thought you would have written for these actors, hence my, my Yetta and Morty comment, when you said, no, that's just coincidence. So when, with regard to, say, old buddies, and I know, Robert, you said Don called you about this, but, but David, when these got written, did you have to say, here's what I'm going to What came first, the actor okay. or, the, or the piece? little of both. In some cases, we knew we had an actor available, so we said, well, what can we write for them? In other cases, we had a script and said, well, who can we put in that part? So a lot of it was availability, a lot of it was... Uh, who were we writing for? We didn't know who was going to say yes and who was going to say no, but we had a lot of premises, uh, and then we would tailor them to whoever the actor is if we needed to make adjustments. And, Renee, for working in this kind of, of, of venue of Zoom and all of that, you're so used to doing television and other kinds of things. What did you, you were very comfortable. You were both very comfortable in doing this, but was this a good thing? Would you say, hey, yeah, I would do that again, or would you say, nah, let me go back into the studio, let put me on TV? No, no, I'm happy doing Zoom. I'm happy doing Zoom. I think eventually they're going to be, you know, Zoom movies. Because when you when somebody's you can't get them, you know, because of uh, COVID or or some reason they're in Czechoslovakia, I think Zoom will work sometimes. <laughs> 
That's a good point. And actually, a lot of films were being done that way, and a lot of TV shows were having to be done that, that way as well. Uh, and by the way, congratulations to you, Renee. The Nanny has now been picked out. It's viewable everywhere constantly. Uh, and, of course, Fran Drescher, your dear friend, is now the president of our, of our union, of the SAG-AFTRA. So that, that's wonderful. I hope that gets you maybe an extra. Like that. How do you like that, my daughter is the president of the Screen Actors Guild? <laughs> right. Every Jewish mother wants their kid to be president, and for you it happened. It's a start. <laughs> Robert, what, Robert, what project are you working with? Because I mean, again, that your voice, your your face—it's so iconic that we just you, know, you show up. We know exactly who you are. What what are you, what is next for you when we can get back to the real world? Well, actually, I'm I, I, you know, I'm semi-retired in the sense that I'm not getting any work. And if somebody offers me a job, I'm there. That that's what that means. Um, uh, basically, I've been watching a lot of football games and looking forward to uh, hopefully a baseball season. Uh, you know, I always keep myself busy. I enjoy being a great audience. And when somebody calls me, I can help out. And, uh, you know, I'm writing. I'm always writing. I have a question for uh, uh, Renee, if I may. Yeah. Renee, you mentioned the Academy Award ballot. I just filled out my ballot, except I couldn't fill it out. I couldn't fill out the categories. I, I had either hadn't seen most of the movies or they just weren't that good. Did you have that trouble? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Unbelievable. But they well, trouble. Well, you said you didn't see them, Robert, but they, they sent them to you. You get screeners, don't you? Yes. No, not anymore. Not anymore. They, you know, you, have, you go to the Academy Awards site. Yeah, but it's but uh, I happy, still stream. I, 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 I think it's to, I was well, happy to vote you know, for uh, Tango Shalom as best screenplay, best movie. <laughs> Best everything. I was gave me an opportunity. And if it wins by one vote, if it wins by one vote, it may be me, not you. I don't know. We're going to find out. <laughs> David, people who want to people who want to see these vignettes in the movies or get involved in this, how do we do that? Oh, that's a great question because we're still working on that. Um, we are right now. You can see them in film festivals. Uh, follow viral vignettes on Facebook. I think we have an Instagram account um, and you just follow there and we will be posting uh, where the films can be seen and how and when. And are you looking for, I know you were uh, in terms of the fundraising piece or, or raising money to compensate the actors for doing what they did, which they're entitled to. Is that part of, cause what I, as I was looking at things, I was seeing the videos and links, but I wasn't seeing anything to here's how you can help support us anymore. I don't think the seed and spark thing, I think that's over. The Seed and Spark thing ended on Sunday, and we did great. Uh, we are looking into other ways to fund this, and we're also talking to streaming sites to see if, if they're interested in paying a license fee to make that happen. Uh, this is not over. This is just the beginning. Well, I'll tell you what, when you get that figured out, as people will listen to this podcast, what I will do is when you get that, I'll get that information from you, and then I'll go edit the information so we can put that up and let people know how to support it, uh, and then I'll you know, re- reemphasize it so people can can see that at that time, because I think this is just such a great project. And I said, I'm watching these videos, and I'm going, I don't feel like I'm watching a Zoom thing. I did feel that watch when you watched SNL. Remember the week they, they did that <laughs> by Zoom? Yeah. And even some other TV shows, it was doesn't work for me. This was, it was almost just flawless. Robert, did you you and Don going back and forth when you coughed, and I'm guessing that was in the script, and you, I don't want to ruin anything, but whatever. You had a little issue with the with your lens in the movie, and of course Don thought things can travel through them. It was just classic stuff. 
Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. I mean, again, I was just a, uh, uh, you know, uh, the person who read lines. Um, you know, David is the David and Don came to me. So, I mean, I appreciate the compliments, but the all Kuzanas should go to them. Well, just magical dynamics. Renee, you're gold in everything you touch. I know I'm a little bit biased, but that's the way I view you. Oh, thank you so much. Well, I'm looking forward to doing the next one of these. The next Zoom is going to be a little sexy. And, and will yeah. you come back to Chicago? Will you come back to Chicago and Skokie? Will you come back one day and do your show again? Absolutely. Beautiful. I that's perfect. There, I had. To, All right. I love Chicago. I had such a good time. I took the boat trip twice. Oh, isn't that? Oh, the architecture. Robert, have you done that? That's incredible. If you guys have not done the architectural boat tour in Chicago, put that on your summer agenda. And our summer here goes from July to August, so you don't want to miss that. <laughs> it's a little well, chilly that, that, now. That is exciting. It's great stuff. Well, and David, if you need somebody to play kind of a middle-aged Jewish guy, I'm ready for you for your next script. So keep that in mind when they write that. Listen, we we, we have many openings, and we actually, uh, we are going to be, one of the best parts of this whole thing was uh, we actually offered opportunities for people to be in their own viral vignettes as part of our Seed and Spark. It was one of our better incentives. Two people actually went for it. One person is going to be doing a, a, uh, we are actually writing a script for uh, her to be with Barry Boswick, and then uh, somebody else also signed up for it. We're going to be reinstating that uh, to help us raise some more money, and um, it's a really exciting uh, incentive uh, for for people who who really want to act and have an extra seventy five hundred bucks lying around. Well, and I'm glad you said it. it's why I didn't bring it up because I thought that was done. So I'm happy to hear it's coming back. So again, we'll stay in touch and I'll update people as, as time goes on, which would be great. Renee Taylor, Robert Wool, David Levin, keep your eye open, folks, for the movie Laughter During Lockdown, these viral vignettes. And you guys did incredible ones. I will continue to promote you in, in the world of our podcast. We'll stay in touch so I get updates. I thank all of you for your time today. Please, everybody, stay healthy and stay home in Zoom as long as we need to, and then we'll get back to the, to the real world, all right? Thank Thanks, you. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Be well. Well, if you want to know more about what we've talked about here, follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Paul Lisnick. That's P-A-U-L-L-I-S-N-E-K. And I'd love to hear your comments or topic suggestions for future podcasts. You can also go to my website, paullisnick.tv. And hey, don't forget to hit subscribe on WGN Plus and iTunes. And tune in each week to hear more Insider Scoop coming to you from behind the curtain.